Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. You're listening to Golf in the Northwest podcast on 1080thefan.com, brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Doing the right thing matters. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by the Allen Webb Auto Family, by Laurelhurst Market, and by Area Heating and Cooling. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein, here's your host, Jason Swigard. Well, good morning. Welcome to summer. Summer is officially upon us. The Fan Golf Classic is ready for Monday and Tuesday down at Langdon. Yeah, that's going to be crazy, isn't it? I know. Are you? Get, are we going to see a, a Harold Bluestein appearance? I know you're. Uh, you haven't got a full uh, a full arm yet. You're still in flipper mode or whatever it is. But. Yeah, I won't be playing. But the appearance fee has just came through. The check cleared, so I should be there. Oh, good. What is it? Six dollars and ninety-five cents, or <laughs> yeah, something? What was it on the Gong Show? What did the winners win on the old Gong Show? Oh, I never it's watched. Like thirty-nine dollars and twenty-seven cents, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was less than thirty-nine dollars and twenty-seven cents. Well, we had to take taxes. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm going to stop in see what's happening, particularly the opportunity to swing at a yeah, you at a ball be, and hit you. Yes, because I'll be there closest to the swag again. Right. Uh, when you guys check in at noon. And I'll be out doing my updates there until you guys tee off. So Harold might be giving you some mini lessons. Uh, up oh, on. I could do that. Yeah, you can just uh, help them dial in yeah. either if they're trying to hit a high. You know, the trick is to hit the high fade because there's no ceiling. <laughs> right. Yeah, Harold loves giving lessons for free. <laughs> yeah, well, I mini do. lessons. He's just no, trying. No, to... I'm charging. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No. I would it... Bring a square out there with you, Harold. A uh, <laughs> little thing on the iPad. You say, hey, I could uh, make that shot better. Let me see your credit card. Where's that's your Amex? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. I Yeah, it'll be fun. I think I will go out and give some lessons uh, to people. And, you know, a, a good lesson right before you play. <laughs> Don't let them mess you up. Is like nobody's it, business. Yeah. it could be a seven-hour round. That and our friends, uh, Maya will be with Pelican Brewing. She'll be out on the 10th hole again. That'll mess you up, too. So. Right. It's okay. a great time, a great time had by all. We're looking forward to it uh, again. Uh, sixth annual Fan Golf Classic presented by uh, Alan Webb. Yeah, uh, a lot of fun for the listeners to come out and have an opportunity to play and you bet and to rub elbows with the celebrities that are us. That's true. <laughs> we are we are minor <laughs> celebrities. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, a lot of help coming up later in the show. Tyler Morris is the director of youth programming and development for the OGA. And now that the kids are all out of school, uh, those that are looking to play some golf, some opportunities to help them play a lot of golf uh, without gouging your wallet this summer. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of different programs. And so Tyler will help us uh, understand uh, how to get involved with those, how to get signed up properly so you can take advantage of of everything that the OGA has laid out for for kids to enjoy golf without uh, needing uh, extra financing to do it. Yep, there are competitive and non 
competitive events, golf, little statistical information, fastest growing sport among youth, which is absolutely fantastic. And it's people like Tyler and Shonda and uh, professionals all over the Northwest that have participated in growing golf, particularly among young people. Tyler's going to tell us what the OJ is doing. Fantastic. And then Pete Samuels, Director of Marketing for Ping Golf, going to join us, uh, talk a little bit about uh, how their uh, line of equipment continues to develop. And, uh, yes, I'm in the market for a, a new driver. I've uh, kind of had it with mine. So, uh, <laughs> Well, they do – yeah, every 20 years you should probably get a new driver. Yeah, 5 6 I think, 7. I've had I've had mine, so it's it's time. Yeah. Well, it and actually It's not about hitting bad shots cuz that's on me. It's when I when I catch it clean. Yeah. And, and it's still crooked? And no, when oh. it's it's more about trying to enhance some distance. Oh, okay. And I catch it clean, pure, swing right through it, T doesn't move, and it's like 210. Yeah, that could be something, have a lot to do with your workout uh, regiment. What workout regiment? <laughs> there you go. Well, we'll do that. So we're going to, a new, a new driver may bump you up to 215, 220. Well, I'll take anything I can get right now. So okay. that's coming up in the second half of the show. We're going to recap a little bit. Uh, the main storylines coming out of the U.S. Open. Brooks Kepka uh, winning back-to-back, -back, just his third uh, win from the PGA Tour. Two of them are U.S. Opens. That's kind of odd. Uh, Phil's meltdown on Saturday. How big a deal really is it? Or was it just so shocking that nobody quite knew how to process it? Uh, and Spieth and, Ra and McElroy all of a sudden uh, can't seem to uh, put their games together uh, when the uh, lights shine brightest. And so with two more majors and a Ryder Cup, uh, curious if they got time to get it together. So we'll get your thoughts on that. But as okay. always, we start by going inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by the Allen Webb Auto family. All right, all five tours back in action after uh, the U.S. Open dominated uh, play last week. The European Tour is in Poolheim, Germany. For the BMW International Open at Golf Club Gut Lachendorf. Lachen. Lachenhof. I don't know. Good work. I, I took German. That was the one language I took many, many years ago. Uh, Scott Hend of Australia is your leader at 600 par. Third round coverage uh, going on right now. Uh, some names here uh, in this event, although they are not at the top of the leaderboard. Martin Keimer is three under. Uh, that right now is good. Tied for seventh. Uh, David Lipsky, the American, who's playing on the European Tour at two under. Thomas Peters, one of the uh, big bombing Belgians, uh, two under par. Sergio is playing in this event. He's one under uh, so far. So a little bit to keep an eye on there in uh, Germany as uh, they start. The European Tour starts working up towards uh, the British Open at Carnoustie next month. Champions Tour is in Wisconsin. That, of course, means Steve Stricker is playing, and he is leading eight under after round one. He's got a one-shot lead over Brad Bryant. Uh, Colin Montgomery, John Daly, Steve Flesh, all at five under par. Uh, Strix is only – he's still playing both sides. Yeah. Um, and But he's – I think he's third. He's third on the – no, he's fourth on the money list, but he's only played like four or five events. He's won two of them. So uh, he could get another victory today and uh, give Bernhard Langer some uh, some challenge for the Charles Schwab Cup. 
Yeah, he's at the perfect situation. You know, he could still play on the main tour. He's not as effective. Played okay at the U.S. Open. Uh, I mean, for a really tough golf course and a guy who's not made to play that tough a golf course. But he's cherry picking on the Champions Tour. And, you know, Colin Montgomery is. 112 years old. John Daly drinks well, his, too much his beer. His liver's 112 years old. Yeah, exactly. John Daly's uh, liver, I think he's on his third <laughs> liver. Uh, so he's he's taking advantage of these guys. You got Mark Kalkovecki, has got for playing. These are guys that I remember reading about when I was a kid, you know, so, and I'm not a kid anymore. So he's he's kind of beaten up on these old guys. But he's playing well. You yeah, know, he's playing. He's, he's yeah, playing he's, real well. Starts out with a sixty-four, and I there's a good possibility he's going to walk away with this one. Brad Bryant still plays some very good golf, and uh, I know he is one of the old guys who can still really knock it around. Yeah, there's a lot of guys at four under. Calc you mentioned for Plank, Jeff Sluman, uh, Billy Mayfair, of course Bernhard Langer. You can't have a Champions Tour without him. Rocco Mediate, good to see him. Uh, four under Kenny Perry at three under one of the guys that can still play uh, fairly well too. Um, so that'll be a fun event. The or the web.com tour in Wichita, the Wichita open Crestview country club and Scott Pinckney is your leader nine under after uh, 36 holes round three is underway. And uh, Wyndham Clark, the former Oregon duck is putting around together. He's five under through 11 He's vaulted up to a tie for eighth right now, 55 spots uh, up the leaderboard. Uh, he's 11th on the money list coming in. So another one or two good finishes or a victory uh, will all but clinch his PGA Tour card for next year. Yeah, I can't wait to get these guys back into Portland and watch them uh, play and, and compete for those 25 cards. This is uh, some exciting golf these guys are going through. Uh, Kansas, my first golf job in the business was in uh, Kansas, Kansas City. Oh, there you go. Uh, Blue Hills Country Club. Say hi to all those people out of Blue Hills Country Club. And one thing I remember about Kansas is you can watch your dog run away for three days. <laughs> it, was a, a, it was a lovely place. Uh, especially not a lot of, not a lot of elevation change you're yeah, saying yeah. out there. The summers were just wonderful. Just <laughs> <laughs> and the winters, you know, you could play golf all winter long. I couldn't wait to get out of Kansas. <laughs> Anyway, I uh, will see these guys uh, in Portland where the weather's a little nicer. No question. And uh, had a chance to meet the new tournament director uh, for the Winco Foods Portland Open presented by Kraft Heinz. Uh, Ryan uh, played with him out of pumpkin on Wednesday. Uh, course is in fantastic shape. Uh, the greens are just rolling. Now, I had hands of stone, so mm -hmm. um, it, it was... Once I dialed it back just a hair, yeah, it's going exactly where you hit it. If you mishit it, it's going to end up five feet from the hole. But if you get it online, it'll just roll all day. It's it's beautiful out there. Yeah, I, when they get that golf course in good condition, yep. there's there's nothing else in the area that as good as Pumpkin Ridge. Yep. Media day coming up uh, Monday, July 23rd. Wyndham Clark will actually be there, so he'll uh, we'll get his thoughts on uh, how he's uh, rolling into shape. Hopefully, he'll he'll have a good finish, maybe even a win. Uh, to discuss the women are in Arkansas for the Walmart Northwest Arkansas championship presented by P and G uh, in Rogers, Arkansas. They're playing pinnacle country club. Uh, just a 54 hole event. Minji Lee 
is 10 under. They have started the second round today. Uh, Celine Boutier of France, Nasa Haraoka of Japan at nine under. Austin Ernst in a group at seven under with Lizette Salas, uh, Moira Jutanagarn, one of the Jutanagarn sisters. Uh, Anna Nordquist and Aria Jutanagarn, Lexi Thompson at six under. So there was a, a log jam there. Sandra Gall at five under. Stacy Lewis, Shanshan Fang, all at five under. So a nice leaderboard. Lydia Ko as well. Brittany Lincecum, Pernella Lindbergh. So a good field here for the ladies. So Yan Yu finally won for the first time in about a year last week. Uh, and she had been playing so well, but hadn't, uh, hadn't put it together for a victory. So she got her sixth victory of her professional career, one of the top Korean players on yeah, tour. This is a really good event uh, in Arkansas, and I, I, I don't have anything odd to say about Arkansas. I drove through it once. But uh, <laughs> this is a good event on a very good golf course. Not a real hard golf course, evidently, because uh, uh, there's only 26 of, all, of 144 players that didn't uh, break par. Yeah. So, so they're putting up some good numbers, but that's fine. Every now and then you need Look, a golf course where you can Yeah, you can go you up can pins and, and make birdies. And, and with all the weather difficulty that the ladies have had uh, through May and in the early part of June, I think it's probably helpful for all of them to have a course they can just fire away at and, and start feeling good as they get into. They've got some more majors coming up here a little bit later. PGA Tour is in Cromwell, Connecticut, the Travelers Championship, TPC River Highlands, uh, the week after the U.S. Open. Brian Harmon, the little lefty out of Georgia, 10 under par is your leader. Matt Jones, the Aussie, along with Russell Henley, Zach Johnson at 9 under par, By Bryson DeChambeau, Paul Casey, Bo Hostler at 8, at 7 is Bubba, Rory. Uh, so you've got a great field uh, Brooks Kepka, the U.S. Open champion, bouncing back. He's five under, so he is in contention, uh, not having that uh, that normal hangover uh, from being a major champion. Just all the media commitments and all of those sorts of things can just drain you. So uh, we'll talk about Brooks a little bit, uh, why he hasn't been more successful. He's demonstrated the game to win back-to-back -back U.S. Opens. Uh, but, uh, but congratulations to the Travelers for... Look, that's a tough spot on a calendar to be the week after a major. I can't to get imagine. a field like this. Yeah, um, and they they roll out the welcome wagon. They understood what it means. There's a charter flight there Sunday night after the U.S. Open to get guys out. They make it easy for the guys. The hospitality. You'll hear players talking about it all week. The hospitality is fantastic. Uh, they took to heart where their place was on the calendar mm -hmm. and made it a personal sort of thing to make it easy and accommodating and the hospitality for the guys understanding everything that goes into a U.S. Open. Yeah, absolutely. Coming, out, I know that I feel a little bit let down after a, a major tournament and I come in here and I'm bright and cheery after, you know, great competition yeah. last week, but... Now here, and you didn't send a car for me or anything, but I did show up and we're going to, and the, they do the same thing at the Travelers. Yeah. They make these guys feel really welcome. They get them, uh, and look at the field. I mean, really, uh, there's, a, Phil's not playing, but he's probably a good thing he isn't. He'd take a lot of heat this week. Yeah. But the, you know, you've got Rory McIlroy and Days Bubba Watson, Jason Day, uh, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, all these guys who played last week. Some made the cut, some didn't make the cut. Uh, it was a tough tournament last week. 
And to come into the week after, particularly as exhausting as the U.S. Open was and the challenge that the USGA made that golf course, to come in the, the next week and feel like, okay, I can play again, I can relax a little bit. And, you know, you, sometimes you just want to take a break. Yep. And evidently the travelers are saying to these folks, take your break the following week. Let's let's yeah, have you it'll over be, here. Well, and there'll be the transition as then the guys, a lot of them take the next week off, and then some of them like to get over to uh, Great Britain. Right. You know, they might play in the Irish Open or something like that to, to get adjusted to the time zone and the weather and Lynx golf if they haven't played anything for a little bit. So, um, so yeah, the Travelers done a really good job uh, of putting that together for everybody. So should be a, uh, a fun, fun week there. Of course, uh, CBS and Golf Channel will have coverage for you uh, on the weekend. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the U.S. Open a little bit. A lot of big things. Kepka back-to-back winner. Uh, Phil, his meltdown on Saturday. And what happened to some of the other guys like Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy, who just had uh, awful, awful uh, weeks there. There's no other way to put it. That as we continue here, Golf of the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This is Golf in the Northwest, brought to you by the Allen Webb Auto Family, by Laurelhurst Market, and by Area Heating and Cooling on 1080 The Fan. 820 here this morning. Jason Swigert, Howard Bluestein with you. Coming up, Tyler Morse, Director of Youth Programming and Development for the OGA at 830, and then Pete Samuels, Director of Marketing for Ping Golf at 845. Of course, we got another dozen golf balls to give away this week, courtesy of Spera Golf, S-P-H-E-R-A golf.com. You get your choice of the uh, Pro 3s or the Pro 4s. Uh, if you uh, send in our code word for the day uh, sometime before the end of the show, it will be Umbrella, U-M-B-R-E-L-L-A. Umbrella is the code word this week. It's kind of clever. Yeah, I guess it is. I, I forgot Travelers there and their go. logos and Umbrella, and I think that's pretty good. There you go. Text that okay. into 55305. Message and data rates will apply. And uh, listen to that. Listen for that callback. Uh, if you're the winner on Monday from our promotions department, they'll let you know how to pick up those golf balls. We'll give that out again uh, once more before the show is over. But looking back on the U.S. Open, um, kind of three major themes. Obviously, Brooks Kepka surviving yep. Sunday uh, there to win back-to-back U.S. Opens, which isn't done very often. Curtis Strange, the last one to do it. Mm-hmm. That is a short list. Uh, and especially in kind of the modern era of right. golf. Ben Hogan. Yep. And Curtis Strange and, and now Brooks Kepka and go figure. What That's so hard to do to win back-to-back U.S. Opens. Yeah. Uh, particularly when you go uh, last year's was a cakewalk. The golf course wasn't very difficult. And it seems like the USGA flip-flops from year to year. They, well, we don't want anybody 10 under, so we're going to make sure that the winning score is over par. And then they go over par. Well, the players aren't happy, so I think we'll make it a little easier the following year. And guys end up 10 under par again. And so it's kind of a ridiculous USGA manipulation of the golf course and of the tournament, which I think is ludicrous. Well, in Shinnecock Hills, it had, you know, there was the last time they were there when the seventh green conditions were, it was scorching hot uh, and it just got baked out. And they couldn't get any moisture in there whatsoever on that 
you know, the seventh green on the par three, and it was it was a circus. Yeah, but they they had the same situation but this year. But the conditions were from a heat standpoint, but it was green. It was looking yeah. lush. Uh, the wind kicked up on the opening day, and then so that was tough on everybody. Uh, they got a little bit of mist and rain Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson fought through both of those. It he he was set up to win that, and then a 77 on Saturday. What, what happened Saturday? Cause Sunday you saw, I mean, Tommy Fleetwood goes out and shoots early 63 mm-hmm. to tie Johnny Miller and others for the, for the lowest round in us open history. Did I'm sure there was a big conference with the USGA between Saturday night and Sunday morning in terms of pin placements, how much water they were going to put on the greens, where they put the tees, that yep. sort of thing. They absolutely soaked it Saturday night because they realized that, the setup they had on, I think, 13, 14, and 15, where they, it gets a lot of wind in that area. And when you put a pin in a tough spot where the wind can really affect it, uh, that's when Zach Johnson says they lost the golf course. Well, they didn't lose the golf course. They had a stupid setup on those three holes and several others. So, uh, But that's the USGA, again, not realizing that, you know, there could be some issues. They, they underestimated how much breeze there will be. You know, we have a lot of... Uh, There's a lot of technology and stuff now. Uh, yeah, exactly. So... Uh, I I'm, just look at things. I look at people, uh, you know, I see some shots, approach shots. They're, they're 15, 20 feet on the green. Yeah. And and yeah. still can't hold it. Either they bounce and repel off the back or on a false front, it, it won't have enough hold where then it's... 30 yards back in the fairway. Well, I was reading. guys hit good shots. Maybe they're not perfect. Right. But you shouldn't have to hit a perfect shot just to hold the green. Well, the the USGA wants perfect shots. And unfortunately, we're not machines, so you don't have perfect shots. I was reading an interesting article about how the USGA went in and rebuilt uh, Shinnecock's greens uh, in the green complexes. And... From what I can read is that there's a lot of sand base there. So when they're rebuilding the green, uh, sand from previous years and how it was building up in certain areas and how it was compressed, and I don't want to get too technical here, made it very difficult to have a, a variety of pin placements. So they were they had actually backed themselves into a corner where they – they were it was difficult to yeah. set a pin in some places so you talk about a perfect shot well there wasn't a good place to put the pin on some of these greens sunday though they stuck that pin right in the middle yeah. of the green they soaked the golf course so that tommy fleetwood come come could come out and shoot a 63 they couldn't have been happy about that if there were like three or four of those they would have been unhappy but then again why not reward excellence yeah. And in my way of thinking, the USGA, in a sense, they think they reward excellence, but they don't. Uh, they allow mediocre play. And I, with all due respect to Daniel Berger and Tony Finau, because they were allowed, they were rewarded, I would say, or allowed to play in the last group for playing average golf the first two days. Yeah. So where Johnson played great golf the first two days. So I, I think there's a little too much fooling around with the USGA. Uh, and then again, Phil Mickelson on 13. Yeah, so 
Everybody, obviously, it was a shock to the eyeballs for anybody to. You just don't see PGA Tour players. I, I can't remember ever. No, you don't purposely, see purposely. Right. You know, whacking a golf ball back up like you're on mini golf. Yeah. So you can, you so can see the, that. There's the shock of what? What the heck? And then it was Phil. It right. wasn't somebody that's just out there duffing around. If it had been anybody else, it would have been DQ'd. Uh, my opinion. I think it's. Uh, but is it a is it that big a deal, or was just a shock to the system, and we didn't know how to react well, to it? Well, it was a shock, but quite frankly, I would never do something like that. I'm a professional; I wouldn't even consider it. And I know that amateurs might goofing around might consider. Well, wait a minute. I'm going to stop that ball. I don't want to roll. But a professional doing something like that is very stupid. And then his explanation of why he did it, he's been sitting back thinking about how he can take advantage of the rules. I don't understand that explanation. And then finally to come out with an apology, I think the whole thing is taints Phil's image in my mind. It may not bother anybody else because he's done so many other great things, but somehow this negative taints him, and I, I, I just think, that there's no excuse for it yeah. at all. Uh, I was very disappointed in him. And I, regardless whether it's him or any other professional, I don't think this was the right kind of behavior. And I think the USGA, it was a serious breach. I don't give a damn what you think otherwise. This was a serious breach, and he should have been disqualified right then and there. All right. Yeah, that's, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, and now I know you don't feel as strongly as I do about it. I, but I don't, but right I, off the that's why I wanted your opinion. Yeah. Is it just because, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's that big a deal. It, it That's what I'm trying to understand. Well, but you, but you, haven't, you haven't played this game professionally. No, exactly. And, and you haven't, the rules are designed to protect the field. Yeah. And our behavior and uh, on the golf course is to protect other players against ourselves and and what our opinions are. And I think Phil basically said, screw the rules. I'm going to do what the hell I, I feel like. I think it was a total shot at the USGA. He had had it. I think he was conscious of what he was doing well, more than he let on. Yeah. And he I, I said, think, I'm going to stick it to Mike Davis. Watch yeah, this. Yeah, it was a brain fart Yeah, from the get-go. And he should have just said, you know what? That's exactly what it was. I lost my mind. It's stupid. Let's move on from here. I would have appreciated that and would have forgiven him for that, yeah. but I still would have DQ'd him. No question. Uh, we're out of time. We've got to get to Tyler. Uh, we didn't get to Brooks Kepka, who has three PGA Tour victories, and two of them are U.S. Opens, which is weird. Yeah, it, only Andy North did the same thing. So, I mean, that's – and we, we kind of laugh about Andy North now. We go, yeah, this guy, what did he do? Well, he won three PGA yeah. events. Oh, yeah. Incidentally, two of them, two of them were, were, US, were Open. U.S. Open. And yeah, Brooks Kepka. I think Kepka is a way better player than Andy North. Well, he's only was. 28. Yeah. So he should. I, I'm waiting for the run. We can we can talk about that uh, down the road as we still got two uh, two more majors and, and a Ryder Cup. And Brooks probably uh, going to put himself in position to be on that team, either as a captain's pick or, or by qualifying. So we'll do that. But we want to get to Tyler Morris here. When we come back, time to talk to the pros. He's the director of youth programming and development at the OGA. Uh, how to take advantage of their programs for the youth golfer in your family as we make the turn here. Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 
Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Lustein. It's time to ask the pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. Jason Swigard here at Bluestein back here with you. It is time to ask the pro. And we are uh, going to go to our buddy Tyler Morris joining us here this morning, Director of Youth Programming and Development for the OGA. Good morning, Tyler. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. I know school is finally out for everybody, so a lot of parents uh, looking for ways to keep their little ones, uh, younger ones, busy and active this summer. And uh, I know the OGA's got a lot of uh, different programs for youth golf. And before we get into some of the specifics, though, just um, how how thriving is uh, youth golf participation uh, that the OGA is able to track here in the state of Oregon and in and, and southwest Washington as well? Yeah, well, that's a great question. And as Harold put it earlier, it is the fastest growing sport for the youth. And our numbers definitely show that we have seen pretty consistent growth over the past three years now. Uh, participation's up. And so uh, from what we can see, junior golf is in a pretty healthy state here in Oregon. So, Tyler, I'm a parent. I'm looking for a place for my kids. Uh, and they're all going to go to the Internet. They're all going to Google junior golf. What are they going to find when they, when they get to the OGA site? Yeah, well, you know, junior golf these days can be difficult to navigate for parents. There's so many different programs that are available now. At the Oregon Junior Golf website, uh, perhaps the most popular program you're going to find is the Youth on Course. Uh, The Youth on Course is a program that offers kids the ability to play 60 different courses in Oregon and almost 1,000 across the United States now. For only five dollars, green fees of five dollars at most. At the moment, we now have over a thousand card holders in Oregon, and just to give you an idea of the growth of it and the popularity, in 2015 we had 507, in 2016 750, and last year we had over a thousand card holders. So um, that's pretty pretty good evidence of the growth of junior golf here in the state. So how do they go about getting one of these cards? Do they have to be approved to play? What's the process? Yeah. So so first and foremost, they need to join Oregon junior golf, get an Oregon junior golf membership, um, which is very easy to do. You just go to the website. It takes a few minutes to sign up. That's $30 to get your membership. And once you have that, you just need to pass a short quiz on etiquette. Uh, it takes no more than five, ten minutes to uh, take the quiz online. And after that, that's it. Uh, we send them the card in the mail a few days later, and they can play at, like I said now, 60 courses uh, across Oregon, and that's growing uh, by the week. So um, it's a great program. And, again, we're seeing it blow up nationally, too. The Mets section I know just signed on, Harold's old stomping grip. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so – it's really the, the largest and most popular junior golf initiative we've seen in the last few years. Um, so go on. Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, so um, we're really proud of uh, where it is. It is totally funded uh, by the Jacobson Youth Initiative in Oregon Junior Golf. So um, we do rely on donations to fund this program. 
Um, and really the only way for us to grow it uh, to more courses is by donations. I think we subsidized almost $40,000 of junior golf last year, uh, which equated to about 6,000 rounds for kids. Uh, across Oregon and Southwest Washington. That's fantastic. And uh, all that information, again, at the website, uh, OGA.org, there's a, a header for junior golf, all those programs. Now, uh, for some of the uh, younger golfers who have uh, shown some aptitude, some skill, uh, opportunities for uh, more competitive sorts of events, how can they uh, How can they get involved in those? Yeah, so at the same website, uh, you'll find a few different options or junior golf tournaments. Um, we have non-competitive nine-hole events, uh, which is the Erling Jacobson Tour, which is named after the father of Peter and David Jacobson. Uh, we have 15 of those throughout the summer, um, which, again, are non-competitive. They're really just meant for the kids to go out and have a good time. Uh, they get prizes. They get uh, Chipotle sponsors the tour, so they get burritos and chips. And all that uh, only costs them $10. So nine holes, prizes, lunch, uh, so we really take good care of them. And, again, that whole tour is uh, dependent on donations as well. Um, but we also offer our major championships and sanctioned events. Uh, this next week, actually, the junior golf will be in Astoria for the 88th playing of the Bob Norquist Junior Amateur, which is, uh, by most people's take, the – largest golf tournament uh, in Oregon and most prestigious one. Uh, Tyler, I, I want to clarify something because it's extremely important that people realize that the reason junior golf is growing is because we're making it affordable. And when a golf course gives up its tee times for these kids at $5, there's a, an offsetting cost it has to go back to the golf courses. And this is where the donations are so important. Uh, I know the PGA is an officer in the PGA. We donate money to youth on course and to these programs. And we want to emphasize the importance of donations to help these kids play and to develop uh, at a grassroots level at an affordable cost. Yeah, and I think you, uh, you hit it right on the nose, you know, the Jacobson Youth Initiative does supplement $5, $5 to $10 per round uh, that the youth on course cardholder plays. Um, again, that's where the donations come in, uh, as you mentioned. So they are very important. Uh, David Jacobson has been instrumental, uh, to say the least, in our fundraising efforts. Um, there's also a fundraiser we got going on right now, the Bandon Dunes Raffle on our website, where... Uh, $25 raffle ticket will get you a chance to win two foursomes and two nights stay down at Bandon Dunes Resort. And this is all at the uh, Junior Golf uh, page at the OGA.org website. Uh, you know, we see Gigi Stoll uh, doing well at the University of Arizona. She's somebody that came up through the ranks. How has uh, the development and, and the time and the effort and the donations that's been put in uh, to Junior Golf at the, uh, at the OGA level and, and with the uh, PGA chapter how how have local area golfers been been producing and and at the to get high school tournaments and champions as well as um, you know on to college and and for the rare one the making it as a professional? Yeah, well, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, 
we've been very successful. You look at Gigi Stoll, as you mentioned, who won the, the team championship for Arizona. The year previous, Monica Vaughn was an Oregon junior golfer, and she won the individual title. Uh, we see Solman Raza, who uh, grew up in Eugene, who played at Shinnecock Hills and obviously had a successful career at the University of Oregon. Um, and uh, obviously one of Harold's students, Alastair Doherty, has been very successful as well. And uh, you see it uh, in the collegiate ranks here, too. Um, we have a very strong cast of junior golfers that uh, are playing for Division One schools now. It's uh, it's all great work that you guys are doing. Again, OGA.org. Look for the uh, junior golf uh section in the that menu there you can find out all about it it's got uh you can contact uh tyler as well for more information thanks so much for taking a few minutes for us this morning tyler appreciate it guys and i have to give a quick shout out to a few of my ej tour players uh allison jack and isabella practice up for tuesday at glendevere <laughs> all right all right there we go tyler morse thanks so much uh thanks good to talk to tyler again all the information oga.org uh, click on the Junior Golf tab, and all that information is there. Quickly, we need to get to a break because Pete Samuels, Director of Marketing for Ping Golf, going to join us, tell us about uh, their newest uh, developments in their line of clubs as we continue on Golf of the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Area Heating and Cooling. 848 here this morning. Wrapping things up again. Uh, the code word for the dozen Spira golf balls is umbrella. U-M-B-R-E-L-L-A. Text it to 55305 for your chance to win a dozen golf balls, either the Pro 3s or the Pro 4s. Message and data rates do apply. Very pleased to be welcoming on now in the business of golf, Director of Marketing for Ping Golf, Pete Samuels. Kind enough to take a few minutes this morning. Good morning, Pete. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for uh, joining us. And uh, as we get into it, I know the uh, the evolution of technology seems to speed up faster and faster as it relates to uh, clubs and equipment uh, for the uh, for the avid to serious golfer. And uh, Ping has always been at the forefront of that innovation. And uh, just in general, where has Ping? gone with it uh, to arrive at its latest uh, lines and editions of, of clubs? Well, that, that's a great question. So we, we've been at it for almost 60 years now. So next year will be our, our 60th anniversary. So we've, uh, we've been developing and designing um, product for a long time. And, and as you said, it moves at a much uh, faster pace these days, but you know, what it, what it comes down to really is just making that next product a little bit better than the last one. So the way we do that is through, you know, commitment to engineering and research and innovation and really looking, looking forward to new, whether it's materials or processes or whatever it might be, you know, you always have to be looking forward a couple of years so that when you unlock that, that secret, you can uh, drop it into your latest product. So it's really just about you know, making each one a little bit better. And, and obviously the, the golfer in the end is the one who's going to benefit um, with that product. And, you know, the, the next thing they need to do is obviously get custom fit for that product because that's really 
how we're going to optimize it for their game based on a number of variables. So, Pete, let me ask you about custom fitting. What is your process in doing such? Well, you know, it's, it varies by product category, but, you know, the, the company pioneered fitting back in the late 60s, really with the ping color code chart, which was primarily, um, you know, a tool for fitting iron. So, you know, we look at the player's height and, and wrist to floor, and we have a chart, and we sort of um, make a recommendation based on that uh, as a starting point. But then we really, really encourage golfers to go see you know, a certified, trained ping fitter who knows um, our processes, has all the tools. And in recent years, you know, it's really the driver that, that's um, gotten more attention from a fitting perspective through the um, advent of launch monitors and other technologies that really allows the fitter to, to look at things like your launch angle and your spin and your ball speed and a number of variables that really allow them to dial in a, a club that's going to work best for you. Well, we were talking earlier before we went on the air, and my co-host Jason uh, has a launch angle somewhere between zero and ninety degrees. <laughs> so uh, he's and he hits it sideways. So other than that, uh, he ne- he said he needs well, a new just driver. Aim, aim a little bit the other direction. <laughs> That's exactly. I tell him, keep <laughs> aiming further left there, Swag. So <laughs> now you've got a number of drivers on the market. Uh, some are for better players. Some are, are uh, player development drivers. How are we going to help my co-host with a driver? Well, yeah, so we currently have the G400 uh, driver line, and there's four options in that. So Again, I don't like to necessarily fit over the radio, sure. but based on what you said, it sounds like, um, you know, we have um, what we call the G400 SFT, which is straight flight technology. So uh, primarily designed for players that, you know, hit it to the right, assuming they're right-handed, uh, more often than they'd like. So the straight flight technology, as it sounds, helps bring that that ball flight uh, into a straighter um, pattern. So, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And, and with drivers especially, we have to be careful that we don't necessarily pigeonhole a particular model to a certain player type. It's a nice guide, but an occasion, you know, for example, the G400 Max, which is our most forgiving um, driver, some people might just think that's for a less accomplished player but the reality is probably on the PGA Tour, half of our guys use the G400 Max because uh, they like a little bit of forgiveness, too, and it allows them to swing even harder at the ball. So, But he sounds to me like he'd be a straight-flight technology candidate, at least as a starting point. No question. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to get out uh, and check that out. Now, I, did, uh, I was fitted for uh, some I-15 irons uh, a few years back, a few generations yep. back. Now, and mm-hmm. uh, the nice thing about Ping, and from what I understand, all that information from that fitting is, is still on file, correct? Yeah, depending where you got fit, but in theory, yes. And the other nice thing is that that club has a serial number on it, which is stored um, with us. So we know all the specs uh, for that particular set. If you were to uh, call in with your serial number, we could pull that right up and tell you exactly what the specs were um, of that particular set. 
which is really a great once you're a customer of ping you're forever a customer of ping and i know as a professional uh and fitting people we really appreciate that customer service there's well thank you again we we definitely are that's our goal is to create a a customer for life because as as i said we've been around 60 years and you know that's the plan to continue and we have a lot of uh, a team back here in Phoenix that, that comes in every day with the goal of creating that type of customer. I, Pete, one, I was looking on the website, and we're all familiar with drivers and hybrids and irons, wedges and putters, but you've got one category here that is new to me, and it's called a crossover. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, but so I'm gonna. It's kind of between a you know a hybrid and an iron. So originally that was the that's where the the hybrid came as a combination of a a metal wood and an iron. So the crossover sort of crosses over into that iron slash hybrid world. And and right now what we do is we offer um, you know kind of the three, four, and five crossover, which is a nice replacement. Um, for a long iron or a hybrid. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you want to go out and get fit and test it and see where the crossover might, um, you know, fit into your uh, game. So, you know, they're they're really long. So if you're looking for distance, you know, a crossover is a great um, way to go. But what's interesting about the crossover is some of our learnings from that is, is we've been able to take some of that technology into um, our our newest iron, which is the G700 iron, which has more of that hollow body, which is what a, a crossover is, but it's more iron. Obviously, it's an iron. It's not a crossover. So lots of categories, and it's easy to, to get confused um, with all the options, and that's why we, we always encourage people to get back into that fitting environment uh, test the club, talk to a fitter who understands uh, gapping and, you know, can really look at your ball flight. And you can find that at the website, ping.com. Uh, you can learn all about the different lines of equipment as well as uh, where you can go to get fitted properly. Pete Samuels, unfortunately, we're out of time here this morning. We'd love to bring you back uh, down the road and, and talk more with you. Pete Samuels, Director of Marketing for Ping Golf. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. You know where to find me. I'm happy to come on anytime. Take care. All right. Take care, Pete Samuels there. Uh, like I said, I've been playing those uh, I-15 irons now for a couple of years. And um, when when struck properly, very, very comfortable, very able to control it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to check out. I'm going to check out these crossovers. And uh, But you can go online. Just type in your address or your zip code. You'll find a, a fitter near you here in the Portland market. And Ping is American-made. so yep, right down there uh, in Phoenix. Absolutely. So it's one of the few companies I'm aware of that is American-made. So there you go. Thanks uh, again to Pete. Thanks to Tyler Morse, Director of Youth Programming Development at the OGA. Thanks to Will Darkins as well, Center and Saint. Coming up next, we got uh, Major League Baseball for you at 1230 today. And, of course, the uh, Allen Webb presents the 6th uh, Annual Fan Golf Classic Monday and Tuesday out at Langdon. For Harold, I'm Jason. Hit him straight. It's coming into the players.
Bear's face. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.